0: Hey church, happy new year. It is really good to be with you. I trust you have had an amazing time with your family. As church, we've been praying for you guys and I hope that you're having the most refreshing, refreshing time with your families. Hey, it is the new year and a start to our new series called It Is A Time For Everything. And so I'm going to be talking out of the book of Ecclesiastes this morning. This series is actually going to cover the book of Ecclesiastes, and I'm going to be reading out of from chapter three this morning with you. But uh, the the title for my this morning's message is: There is a time to start a new season. And in summary, what this message is actually about, as time goes on, we continue to face new seasons of our lives. I mean, you can agree. There are many seasons that we have faced and sometimes facing a new season can be scary because we have to deal with different things in our lives. But... What's more important is to know what we can expect from a new season and to ask ourselves the questions up front might allow us to navigate these seasons slightly differently. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Uh, Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon, and he was a wise man within the Bible. And so we're going to learn some of the things that he speaks about. But hey, most of you will all agree with me that when you're about to face a new season, New seasons is always about accepting change. It's also about dealing with new challenges that you are going to have to deal with this year. But also, it'll allow you, if you accept that change and you accept that challenge, to birth a new champion in you for the year. Man, does time go by fast. I mean, just think about how quick time Flies. Any of you even scroll through some of your timeline on your Facebook, you will see how quickly time flies by. Am I the only one that believes it? If you believe that, why don't you give us a clapping hands emoji if you believe time flies by? You know, on the 20th of January, in a few weeks' time, Abby and myself will be celebrating our 50 year, 15th, not 50th year, but 15th year anniversary. And what an amazing, amazing time it's been. But it, I can't believe I've been married for 15 years already. Um, but one thing I've never forgotten is that that day when, when I began a new chapter in my life. That Marriage was a new chapter in my life. And I clearly remember it like it was yesterday. You know, it's been three years since um, I've moved out of my secular job from TFG and moved fully into the ministry, and it has been an amazing time. I can't believe it's three years already. I swear it was like last year. It feels like last year, um, but so much has changed in my life that I could never ever have imagined, and God has been so good to us, even over these three years, and so much that we have learned in these three years. Hey, it's been eight years. In another few weeks' time, it'll be eight years since I preached for the first time here at View Church, and um, that was definitely a new a new chapter in my life because just like marriage and just like leaving a job and, and just that changed the trajectory of my life and it changed my life for good. And, and that was just a chapter that has just been such a significant chapter in my life where I've continued to see God's grace and His mercy in our lives. Wow. I mean, most of you as parents probably could think about it. When you look at your kids, how many of you go, man, just stop growing? Just please just stay there. You just want to put a brick on them. <laughs> Please stop growing up so fast. I mean, I've watched our three beautiful children grow up and get their own personalities and their, their own interests. And it's been absolutely amazing and a privilege. But one thing I've never forgotten was the day that my chapter started in my life when I was at their birth. You know, it was a significant chapter in my life, when that, a new chapter in my life at the birth of each one of my kids. And as we look back on our lives, I know that each of you can pick milestone moments in your life where you started a new season. In fact, going forward, if we had to stop for a moment and consider some possible future events that may be a new season in our life, I believe that we could face our new seasons slightly differently. Rather than allowing our new seasons to happen to us Allowing us to happen to our new seasons through prayer and through connection with God. I believe our new seasons, we can approach them with such wisdom. And If you think about it, the truth is, even though time flies, we still get to be the pilots of our decisions. That is because reality, each one of us will face a new season. Each one of us will have a moment where we'll have a new season in our lives. In fact, the author of Ecclesiastes, Solomon, wrote these words in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, nearly 3,000 years ago, and they're no different. I remember reading this at the age of 10 in Sunday school, and I remember understanding these scriptures so profoundly because they are so simply written. And so I wanna share it with you. Why don't we, before we get into prayer, I just wanna read the scripture. So I'm gonna ask you to read the scripture with me. Grab your Bibles or get out your iPads or your phone. I don't know what you read your Bible on, but get it out and let's read the word of God together this morning. Let's start this year strong by putting the word of God in us. Ecclesiastes chapter three, verses one to eight says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun, a time to be born, and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones. I don't know what that one means, but there's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them a time to embrace and a time to refrain, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Let's close our eyes as we open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you for its truth, that it's like a double-edged sword that pierces our hearts, Father God, And it provides us with wisdom. As you've told everyone in the Bible to just stick to your word. And that's the the, the secret to success is to stick to your word because wherever we go, you go with us. And so, Lord, we ask you to be with us this morning as we unpack your word. And we ask you to penetrate our hearts, Father God, in a way that causes us to change things, Father God, in a way that causes us to glorify you in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Everything has a season, as the Scripture says. We know that new seasons continue to come, but the hard part about it is that new seasons, we need to learn to accept this massive big word called change. Now, I know not all of us like change, but just like the seasons in um, in a year go from summer to winter to spring to autumn, each season brings change. Change, And so each season will bring change to your lives. And many of us have a love-hate relationship with this change because some of us don't like monotony. Uh, monotony. See, I've got to get that word right. No, some of us don't like the monotony of life where it feels like we di- we're just doing the same thing over and over, but that we want change. But the thing about change is that it can be scary, but even change... We've got to realize that change will happen whether we accept this or not. You know, one change in my life is uh, something that my wife teases me on, you know, uh, secretly, I think she loves it, but she teases me about it. My wife, Abby's always teasing me about my wrinkles. How, amen for all you wrinkled out people out there. You know, you get to a stage where you, you, you clock over that 40 number in your life and then all of a sudden you start to find these funny wrinkles on your face. And I think my wife secretly loves my wrinkles because she doesn't stop teasing me about them. My wife actually says that if I was a newspaper, I would be the headlines. But I always say, what babe? Don't you realize I don't have wrinkles? This is just my forehead smiling at you because it loves you. You know, wrinkles are a real, real thing. You know, my son sat on my lap the other day and he asked me, did God make you? I said, yes. He said, did God make me? I said, yes, son, he did make you. And while he was looking at my face, he says, I think God's gotten better at making people. (laughs) Well, the truth is, you know what? Changing my face will never change nothing. But facing change? That'll change everything. You see, sticking your head in the sand and pretending that change isn't gonna happen around you is not the truth. That's not wisdom because change is gonna come and we need to embrace it as a church and as a people and as a community and as a nation. I believe our country has been through some significant changes and we've navigated them well. Sometimes change will be hardship, but change could bring goodness. But the deal is that change comes at us anyway. I remember last year, my my son started uh, grade three in a new school from Rebeckstrand. And uh, because of the COVID regulations, uh, it was such a weird moment because we had to dress him up in this new school uniform and they were about to go to this new big school, which is bigger than the school they come from. Uh, But we couldn't get into the school. We couldn't even meet the teacher. You see, what we had to do was drive the kids to school, park the car, and then at the gate, we couldn't get further than that. We had to send our sons in. And I remember that moment, they were very scared because they knew that there was change coming, but there was uncertainty because they weren't fearful of what to expect. And so they had to literally go to the class themselves, make friends, uh, connect with teachers, navigate the entire school on their own. But I accept that change some can be hard, just like my sons accepted it. But we also understand that ultimately, change can be the best thing for you. You see, for my sons, since that day, they've become so much more responsible. They've actually become so much more stronger in the ability to connect with other people. I thought what was gonna hurt them actually just raised them. And I believe that change, when we face it correctly, whether we don't like it or whether we do like it, the deal is that it'll never, ever sink you. It can only grow you when you face it head on. But it's you know it's through my relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that I understand these sort of things is that change doesn't break us, it can build us. It's through my relationship with Jesus that I realize that that's where I'm steadfast and that's where I'm strengthened, that no matter what the times may bring or the change may bring, I serve the one who is unchanging. Hebrews chapter 13, verses 8 tells us that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus does not change. And where we're we dealing with change and uncha- and changing circumstances in our lives we can hold on to the rock that never changes and that's Jesus Christ. And it is vital that we know Him and grow in our relationship with Him and know His Word so that we can have peace. Amid all the changing circumstances and the uncertainties, I wanna tell you something today, that change doesn't have to make us feel uncomfortable when we've got the Word of God in us. And that's what I wanna share this morning is Solomon writes those very words in Ecclesiastes that that there's a time for everything. You know, John Maxwell says, change is inevitable, but growth, that's optional. Today, we're going to look at a few events in Salomon's life and get a perspective of some of the changes he went through and also the wisdom that he shares on those moments that we could possibly learn from that. So I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Let's take a look at what is happening here. You can see King David is on his deathbed, and he's about to pass away, and he's handing everything that he has over to Solomon. But he, before he does that, he asks Solomon to con- Consider these few things. like Son, if you're gonna do anything, just don't get these things wrong. He's just giving that last bit of advice that he wants his son to focus on. And it says this, when the time drew near for David to die, he gave charge to Salomon, his son. He said, I'm about to go the way of all the earth, he said. So be strong, show yourself a man and observe what the Lord your God requires. Walk in his ways And keep his decrees and his commands, his laws and his requirements, as it's written in the law of Moses, so that you may prosper in all that you do and wherever you go. He tells him to be strong in the Lord. And then he tells him to walk in all his commands and his decrees, walk in the ways of the Lord. Now, I wanna point out something to you this morning that if Solomon was to keep the laws and be strong in them, He would first need to understand them. And so, for us as Christians, I want to let you know that we have this written out for us. And it's the Bible. It's the Word of God. And this is what David is encouraging his son. If you want to face change with strong and walk in God's ways, you've got to do it through the Bible. If you are going to be able to accept the changes that life brings your way, be steadied and strong in the Lord, then you've got to know the Word of God so that you can walk in His ways. Without knowing God's Word, we are going to have a harder time dealing with change. That change... You see, change comes, and, but when we understand the Word of God in our change, it draws us closer into our relationship with God. And the key then is that you have the one who is the God that controls all and that is unchanging. You see, even though we may change, God never changes. And so the Word of God allows us to stay rooted in God. So many changes come along in new seasons, having the ability to teach us to grow in our faith with God. But not only are there changes, my second point is that we enter a new season which brings challenges. Solomon had changes going on in his life. His father had just died. He had a new role as a king. And these changes that were coming at him were about to give him challenges that he had never, ever experienced before. Maybe your year of 2022. 2021's past. Maybe the challenges of 2021 is not gonna be the same challenges as 2022. Maybe your 2022 is gonna bring a whole new set of challenges and maybe you need to get used to that right now. But here's the deal. It's when we focus on the word of God that it allows us to take the steps of faith. And this is what Solomon does. You see, how was Solomon gonna face this massive change in his life? Well, let's read from 1 Kings chapter 3, 5-9. to It says, At Gideon, the Lord appeared to Solomon during the night in a dream, and God said to him, ask for whatever you want me to give you. And Solomon answered, you have shown great kindness to your servant, my father David, because he was faithful to you, righteous and upright in heart. You've continued his great kindness, uh, great kindness to him and you have given his son the ability to sit on this throne this very day. Now, O Lord, my God, You have made your servant king in a place of my father David. But I am only a child and I do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous for me to count. So give your servant the discernment, the heart to govern your people and to distinguish the ability between wrong and right. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? the key call out there is who is able to govern the people of God? Well, only God is. So even though you're in a leadership position in your home, as your family, as a father, as a mother, even though you're in your workplace, no matter where you are, you you carry a, a sense of leadership. But how do you lead in a way that honors God? Well, you can't. You've got to trust God for His wisdom to be able to do it. You see, Solomon had... An awesome challenge which lay before him. He had to lead the people of Israel's and he had to fill massive shoes. He had to fill David's shoes in doing this. How was he gonna do it? Well, the Bible says he realized He needed the wisdom of the Lord. We need wisdom when we face our challenges uh, in our seasons, in our new seasons. Being king was not only a change from moving from prince to king, but it was gonna be challenging because he had to lead the people. So my question to you this morning is this, what are some of the new seasons that are about to approach you that are gonna bring you challenges? Think about it. Is it your marriage? Because being married is a lot harder than you think. You see, the truth is it's harder to lead two people than one people. Becoming parents, well, I can tell you, your nieces and your nephews, they're much easier to deal with when you actually have a child. Ask any parent. It'll bring a new set of challenges. I don't know if it's in your job and your challenges is learning new things. Maybe it's moving to a new city or a new community and you need to build new relationships. Maybe it's you are gonna go and study at a college or a varsity and you actually need to learn new surroundings, new places. Maybe it's that thing of letting the nest go and, and, and living on your own. Many here today, I'm sure, are facing some sort of challenge. The question is, how are you gonna face them? Well, we need to face them like Salomon did, with humility, and we need to seek God first. And I encourage you, if you wanna start this year strong, seek God first. 1 James 5 says this. Sorry, James chapter 1 verse 5 says this. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without fault and he would gladly give it to you. We need to ask God's wisdom during times when we find our challenges. How do we do that? Well, it's quite simple. We pray for the Lord's wisdom. You see, Lord, how do I need to teach my kids so that I can raise them in your ways? Maybe your prayer is, Lord, What do I need to do in my marriage so that I can draw our marriage closer to you? Lord, give me wisdom to be a leader in my workplace so that I can lead my people not only in success, but also allow them to see you on me, in me, and through me. Allow them to see the example of Christ, a servant leadership. Lord, how should I glorify your name and how should I serve you? We need to be praying and asking the Lord for wisdom. But our need for wisdom is also in every season. We need to realize that we've still got to stick to God's Word. So reading His Word and praying is probably one of the strongest ways that you can start the season. Start a new habit of reading His Word and praying. Do you know what happens when you aren't praying or growing in your relationship or knowledge of God? I'll tell you what happens. I can tell you what will happen if you do not read your word of God and do not get into prayer. I can guarantee as I know life and as I've experienced it, this is what happens. We deal with change and we deal with challenge in our own wisdom. You see, what happens is we deal with change and challenges the only way that we know out of our experience. We get stressed out and life becomes frustrating for us because all we need to do is to try and take control of our situation or our things. We start to become almost OCD on trying to control it. And when we realize we can't control it and everything that's happening around us and all the plans that we've put in our heads and mapped out our heads we will not only start to get then get stressed and frustrated but we start to worry and the bible tells us not to worry but we start to worry because the outcome of acting in our own wisdom will always lead to uncertainty why don't we just seek God in his wisdom because then we're not living in a space of uncertainty. We're living in a space of His promise for our lives. In the stress or frustrated situation I found, I don't know about you, but in my life is we often create problems that aren't there. And I'll tell you what we do. We start a fight in our relationships with either our wives or our husbands. And the only reason that thing occurred is because we were acting in our own wisdom instead of trusting God's wisdom in that situation. But when we pray and grow in our relationship with the Lord, we start to rely on Him and He starts to change things in our lives. He starts to give us a wisdom and a strength that can only come from Him. You know, He starts to give us a peace that starts to uh, uh, transcend anything that can... uh, In your home, it can can even transcend your own understanding in your home. You see, He starts to work all things for the good of those who are loved and called from you. I don't know about you, but I want that for my life. I want that for 2022. And you can have that too. When we're in a position to accept Jesus and His wisdom. The last point is that entering a new season will birth a champion in you. Entering a new season, has an uh, th- th- there's a smell of a new opportunity. There's an excitement for a new opportunity that awaits. Don't let the change crush you. Don't let the challenge crush you. Allow them to build you up so that you can push through in a way that creates a new champion in you, a new strength in you, a new thing that you have learned that you've never learned before. That is what lies before you. I'm going to ask you to turn to 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 10 to 14. You see, Salomon had accepted the changes that were faced. He also accepted the challenges in the wisdom and the strength of the Lord uh, who moved powerfully through him. God used Solomon to build himself a temple for Israel. And it reads this, it says, When the priests withdrew from the holy place, the cloud filled the temple of the Lord, and the priests could not perform their service because of the cloud. For the glory of the the Lord filled the temple. You see, Solomon accepted the changes that came his way. He faced the challenges that he occurred, but he continuously seeked God's wisdom. And in continuously to move towards God, he was able to be used mightily. Do you wanna be used mightily? Well, then accept your changes, accept your challenges, but accept them in the wisdom of the Lord. Re- accept them through reading His Word. Accept them through praying first before you attempt anything. Maybe you here this morning and you busy thinking i I could never be like that. I'm nothing like that. You know, nothing great ever happens in my life. I, I don't think I could ever be a champion for the Lord because I can't deal with changes and I really don't wanna have to deal with the challenges of life. Perhaps you're here trying to do things in your own strength. I wanna let you know that the key to becoming a champion for the Lord is firstly submitting yourself to Christ. When you submit yourself to Christ and the Lord daily, trusting Him with the changes that go on, humbly seeking Him in the challenges we face, we get new opportunities every day to do His work will not our will be done but his will be done and the reality is that God wants to use each and every single person here this morning watching this he wants to use me he wants to use you he wants to give us the opportunities but we need to be walking in his ways to realize that the best way to get the best out of those opportunities is through the wisdom of God Now, you may be sitting here wondering this morning, what could the Lord use me for? Well, I don't know. That's between you and God, and I would pray about that. If you want to know what God could use you for in 2022, I encourage you to pray. But what I can tell you is as I look back on my life, my life's trajectory has changed by a few decisions I made to put God first. And as I shared them, my marriage, moving into ministry, preaching for the first time, my kids, those small changes where I put God first have changed the direction of my life. And so I wanna encourage you today to actually start thinking about your decisions that you're gonna make this year. Are you going to make those decisions when they're drenched by the word of God? Are you gonna make those decisions when they are fervently brought to God in prayer? In this new season that we're heading into, I want to tell you something. Considering the fact that each one of us will face change, you will face a challenge and you will have an opportunity to become a champion. I want to close off by Ecclesiastes 3 verse 2 and I want to share just some take-home points. And if you're writing notes, I want you to take these home with you. And these are just questions to get you to think about your year ahead. Ecclesiastes 3 2 says, There's a time to be born. I wanna ask you here this morning, what habits do you wanna change? What habits do you wanna give birth to that will set you up for growth this year? What new fresh habit do you need to give birth to? Maybe you've thought about it in the past but never taken action. Maybe this is your year to take action. What new habit do you wanna give birth to? It then goes on to say, and a time to die. What habits do you want to allow to die in your life? What habits are you carrying that you need to kill off? What is that baggage that you're holding onto that's weighing you down, that is never going to allow you to reach the purpose that God has for your life? Why don't you allow those to die in your life as you start to give birth to new ones? It says a time to plant. What healthy relationships do you need to get planted into? Do you need to join a church family? Do you need to look at the relationships that have been broken that you need to go and correct? Where do you need to replant your relationships? Where do you need to get rooted? What's gonna allow you to get healthier? You know, I love that scripture that says, as a tree is planted at the stream, so its leaves will never wither in all the seasons. It will grow fruit. And I always think of the stream as Jesus Christ. And that scripture always tells me like it's God's word. Like if I plant myself at his word, if I plant myself with Jesus Christ, I will take the sustenance of that stream Of that river, and I know that my leaves will never wither and they'll never fade, that I'll be fruitful in everything that I do. So I'm encouraging you what relationships do you need to get planted into? And the last one, a time to uproot what unhealthy relationships do you need to break over your life? What relationships are speaking no hope into your life? They're just negatively bringing you down. Why don't you release yourself from that and get into a healthy circle? You know, the Bible actually says, Show me. it says that, you know, bad company will always corrupt good character. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. What relationships do you need to let go of this year to allow yourself to grow? And as we come to the end, I want to encourage you that next week, we're starting our 21-day fast. If you really want to face this year's challenges and changes and you want to champion, the best way to do it is to start strong. And I encourage you as we go on a fast with us, we're going into a 21-day fast. And fasting is not about giving up food, it's about giving up things of this world and reaching for spiritual things. It's reaching for God. As we empty out of everything that this world has to offer in the physical, we start to fill up that everything that God has to offer in the spiritual. Well, it takes our minds, starts to take our minds from things of the world and starts to put our focus back on God. I encourage you, why don't you join us as we start our journey? to start our year by putting God first, filling up with what God wants to fill us up with, stop allowing our challenges, our changes, to to determine our our situations and our circumstances this year. Why don't we start by giving it to God, emptying out and filling up with everything that He desires so that His will may be done. If you're sitting here this morning, I also want to encourage you that, You may be sitting here going, I do face challenges, changes, and I don't know where your heart is, and I don't know where you are with God, but I want to give you an opportunity this morning. Jesus Christ is the hope of the world, and He can change your life and your situation. And if you you want to get into the Word and you really want to trust God this year, the first step is accepting Him as your Lord and Savior. And so if you don't know Him as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to say a prayer this morning as you receive Him into your life. Repeat after me, Lord God, thank you for your son, Jesus. I recognize that he died on the cross and my victory is in him. Lord, I'm a sinner and I don't deserve this gift, but yet you still love me enough to give it to me. I recognize I can't come in my own strength, but I can come by your righteousness and your salvation because of what you did. Lord, will you enter into my life As I turn my ways and my directions and I face you, Lord, I wanna serve you for the rest of my life. And all God's people said. Amen. If you have made that decision, I want to celebrate with you. Uh, congratulations. The best decision you've ever made. But I want to encourage you, go tell somebody today. We say it all the time. Uh, Andre always says that when you play baseball, you don't just hit the ball and then run for the first base. You've got to run all the bases. I encourage you, go and tell somebody that you have accepted Jesus Christ in your life and then join a church. Get plugged into a church and then get into a healthy relationship this year. A view group, which we've run view groups, which is a great way for us to learn and grow. And I encourage you, go to growth track. I believe that uh, when we serve with no strings attached, the Bible tells us that that's the way that Jesus served in Matthew 20, 28. It says that even though He was the Son of God, He came to this earth to be served rather than be served. I encourage you guys to have an amazing year. Uh, Go ahead, start your year in prayer, uh, in reading the word, in fasting. And I can't wait to meet with you next Sunday. God bless. Have an amazing day.